0: To FM, it's ten past one, and we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King, with Sally Lucas, back from her recent trip and sharing some insights with us. Um, staying in France, I think, at this stage, we've got one of those wonderful areas coming up, Sally Lucas. We certainly have, Jane. So this is just continuing on my little little journey that I did recently, and we... I think we finished up last week, Jane, we were in Brittany and Normandy. So after that, we've now continued on by car to the Loire Valley, famous for its chateaus. I mean, that's what you go there for, basically, is chateaus, chateaus and more chateaus. Having said that, there are some that I think you really should see, obviously. You 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 just can't do them all. I mean, we, we had three nights there and we really only did three so one a day is actually probably not a bad way of looking it at if and I think, manage it. It is, and we also did, which I'll talk about in a moment, which was absolutely wonderful. One of them was actually where Leonardo da Vinci spent his last years, and uh, I found that absolutely fascinating. But firstly, we based ourselves in Amboise, a lovely village on the Loire. It's probably about 35 kilometres from Tours, which is like your main, if you like, capital of the area of the Loire, the largest city, which has a lovely old uh, centre to the town as well, which we spent a night in. But amboise is very small and just a great great village to be in and you're right on the on the river there which is fantastic as well and we stayed at a beautiful um, accommodation there called Manoir du Parc which is right in the centre of town and is really a, it is an old manor with beautiful grounds and gardens and it even had a swimming pool and you've got the original old house and then they have Added to it, but I think the adding to it looked like it might have been originally stables or something like that, that's now converted, you know, into accommodation. Um, and you've got the, the, their own chateau there, the Amboise has a Chateau Royal. But the other thing, as I said, was the Leonardo da Vinci, the Chateau du Clos Luce, um, and it's a park around it. And he, he became a Francophile in his later years, if you like, and he spent many years in Amboise, and, and that's where he died. And so you go around and it was really fascinating for anyone, I think, even if you're not um, I- into design or engineering, because he was such a brilliant man. Uh, when you think about the designs he made, and so they've got all his drawings there as well, um, a copy of the Mona Lisa, um, a copy of the Last Supper, really huge one, it's fantastic, and but all this other stuff he was involved in, bridges that they could move on wheels if you had to move troops. I mean, you think about, how you know, how long ago that was, centuries ago, and also his flight machines. And one of his statements was, one of these days my birds will fly and I thought if only he could be here now in this century to see how far his birds have come. Take him to a modern airport and oh, watch his jaw wow. drop. So if you're ever going there, please include that. It was something I didn't realise was there, and it was fascinating. We spent quite a few hours there, and beautiful gardens and grounds, and they've got life-size models of all the things too, of the, all the, the interesting things that he designed, in, including, as so I said, helicopters, bridges. It's, it's just... Absolutely amazing! So please include that if you're in the Loire Valley. We went to then also two major other chateaux: Chenonceau and uh, Chambord. Chambord is huge; it, it takes you quite a while to go through that large grounds. The beautiful thing here, as I said to you before, Jane, we kept falling upon surprises as, as we went along, and they happened to have just for a short period of time an equestrian show on there at the time, and it was a reenactment, and it was really of you know a play that you had to interpret yourself if. You like but on horseback and it was absolutely fascinating everyone dressed in medieval costumes and the horses were just magnificent and so well trained you know it was a spectacle to be seen chanon is built over the water which you know is quite a, an unusual thing back in those days to have buildings like that over water um, and it was a smaller chateau, but again absolutely beautiful and with all these chateaus, the upkeep you know it must cost them a fortune the, the government to to do all this but the gardens and everything it's an ongoing process but once you're in there, like, some of the walls are, are actually um, lined with fabric. It's not wallpaper. It's actually fabric that's still been there all these centuries, which is amazing. And some ornate ceiling work of either paintings or frescoes and, you know, gilt, gold-edged things and paintings and beautiful furniture. So it really is delightful to spend some time, you know, wandering through these shadows. But particularly Ambois, I loved as a village. Um, to a much bigger town really interesting thing there we walked into the old town suddenly there was this cacophony of sound and procession going down the street and music blaring and we thought what is going on it was a shame in one respect because we couldn't hear ourselves think to stop and have a little you know coffee or a drink and, you know watch the world go by because it was quite a long parade but I think and the essence of it might have been about equality of marriage Ah, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was massive, um, in tour. But yeah, all, all interesting, Jane. And I think you certainly can spend at least three days there, is, is wise. I mean, otherwise, you really are going to miss out. And we still didn't get to all of the others that are listed like le Rideau and there's a number of shadows you can go to but and then you can also get shadowed out, I suppose, is another word as you can get churched out as they when you visit all these So uh, you still got to incorporate some other nice things as well as just the shadows, but certainly worthwhile. To a new RFM and thanks to our sponsor Travel On King. We're talking travel and Sally Lucas, we're heading over to Bavaria I think, are we? We certainly are, Jane, and we did this little section by Ray Oxy it was about six and a half hours we had a change of train in Mannheim um and but that was lovely just to sit back in the train I really enjoy traveling by train in Europe it's it's a wonderful way of getting around as we've discussed before so we went over there and we went there to catch up, basically while we went there was to catch up with friends we met in Vietnam six years ago, so it was sort of wasn't on the agenda originally, then we thought gosh, we're in Europe, this is silly, and uh, one of our other friends we met there, he flew down from Sweden, so we had this lovely reunion and get together, and I found uh, Munich, or München, is very interesting in itself, again in that old section, and we were staying in the student quarter again like we did in Paris in a nice three-star property um, quite close to everything, so we we could walk everywhere, which was Wonderful. Um, and they've got a wonderful church there called the Teatenkirk, uh, which is magnificent. It's in the middle of restoration at the moment on the outside, but inside, again, just just blew me away, all these churches, as I said architecturally. and That's certainly the centre of German Baroque too, around yes. there. I mean, it spreads out from very there, Baroque, yeah. very lovely and lots of really good artists, well yes. Baroque artists. Amazing, Jane, absolutely. Yeah, look, I couldn't get over it. We also went, as soon as my husband's a, a car and bike nut, we went to the BMW Welt and the BMW Museum, which you can do and book in for. That's, you really do need to book that in advance or you might miss out. Went to see the famous House, uh, which again is Painted with these incredible frescoes and everything, even though it's a beer hall. I mean, you wh- did have what beer, a fancy didn't you? beer hall. No, I didn't. <laughs> but you're in the morning, atmosphere. it was too early. <laughs> the sun wasn't over the yard, I'm and Give me a break. <laughs> But, um, yes, it was wonderful. And we went to this other food hall, Dalmeier, and honestly that was just a sight to see the uh, range of delicatessen items and th- the way the staff were dressed, the way everything was presented. It, it was a delight. And um, we do have a Wiener Schnitzel, though. Well done. <laughs> <And it was laughs> even very, though it was in Munich. <laughs> I know, even though it was in Munich, of course, but still everyone seems to have them on their menu there as well. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so after that we then went down to um, Erwald in the Austrian Tyrol and um, we went via Innsbruck, which I've never been to before, and what a beautiful, I'd call it a town. I mean, it's not big enough to me to be a city, but it's its, it's just beautiful and unscathed by anything during the war and, you know, the, the cobblestone streets and, again, the wonderful churches and buildings. And we did a walking tour of all the old sites, and that was just an hour, and it was certainly well worth doing with the guides. That was fantastic. Um, Very and pretty location too. it oh, looks Circle by these wonderful mountains again, like Innsbruck's just got this wonderful circle of mountains around it and just delightful. I can imagine what it'd be like in winter as well with markets and so on. It'd be absolutely delightful. And I, I didn't realise again, Jane, well I should realise, but you forget how close Munich is, or that part, of that southern part of Germany, Bavaria, to Austria. Like we were there in an hour. And there was only another half hour, and we were down in Ehrvold, this beautiful village of only 2,800 people, again encircled by the most magnificent mountains, one of which, of course, is the famous Zulspitzer. So we looked out our window, and there it was, just framed right there. Um, and my husband did a walk um, with our friend up, you know, just a part of a walk on that day, like a half-day walk from, well, probably not, probably three-quarters of a day walk they did for about nine till three. So it's famous, this area, for obviously ski season in the winter and in the summer mountain bikers galore, hikers etc. So you've got a beautiful little stream running through the town. It, it's very very typically Austrian traditional. The hotel we stayed at was very traditional as well and the people very welcoming, very warm. Um, got a good sense of humour the Austrians I found as well. They were you know, just a little bit different I suppose to the Germans. I guess every country is a little bit different a, that abuts each other you know. But we still everywhere we went we had, you know, all, it was all wonderful service anyway. It couldn't fault any of it. It was delightful. Um, and then on the the way back from there, we actually called into Lindehoff, which is one of King Ludwig's, of course, famous castles. We didn't go down to Neuschwanstein on um, our friend's recommendation. She said, because Lindehoff was a, a miniature Versailles, and Scott had never been to Versailles and I had but many years ago so we went there and that was getting I guess towards the days when he was starting to be called the Mad King Lubick. Um he was a very good looking very tall man though. he was well over six foot tall in those days that, that it, was, it was tall but he, apparently he liked sweets and all sorts of things so he, he kept to himself he became almost a hermit he had very bad teeth and lost a lot of teeth and whether he was mad or eccentric I guess is a bone of contention but Neuschwanstein apparently was right towards the end and it's very sparsely furnished because he'd run out of money, whereas Versailles is very opulent and is a real miniature, of course, of, of, um, of, of Versailles. Sorry. And then we went back and did all three different Bavarian lakes, all within about an hour and a half of Munich again, where you can do wonderful walks. Again, you can ski in the winter. You can, you know, so all of these places were delightful. It was just absolutely fascinating. And we, we really fell in love with that part of Germany and um, had a wonderful, wonderful time. So I could certainly recommend that southern part of Germany, which is what we concentrated on this time in Bavaria, and Aust- a little bit of Austria, not a lot, but enough to uh, keep us interested in going back for more, that's for sure. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2 RFM.